All right, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. So today we're going to dive into, first of all, I want to talk about Tony Finau. Mm-hmm. Three wins. Tony's on fire. Yeah, in his last seven starts. I mean, good for him. Yeah, he, good for we're, him. We're going to dive into that in a second. Deserved. We've got some some other big news, too. A possible leak of who might be going to uh, live. Love Reading a good leak. between the lines yep. a little bit. Uh, maybe a little bit of a, a slip up on Sergio Garcia's <laughs> side of it, where he may have uh, kind of mistakenly told us who's coming over to live next. And then speaking of live, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Cameron Smith and some of his statements talking about the majors. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of the big news being that the the Open Championship has already said that they are going to allow live players. So we got to talk about that. Um, and then we want to dive into later in the show too, talking a little bit about Tiger. Yeah, next because, month is Tiger Month. Yeah, right? from from going to see in none of tiger we're going to go to see a whole lot of tiger because we've got three events that he's committed to uh and we got to talk about charlie too because it's like who's making more headlines at this point that's true tiger or charlie that's true, yep right because they're both making the headlines and making some headlines together including some some an iconic photo that we saw just this past week of, of tiger really stepping into that dad role yeah with charlie which, yeah which i got is a lot just to say awesome about to that say. uh-huh but let's first talk about tony finau um he was, I mean, the only way to describe it, he was in video game mode. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the field, you know, in Houston this this past week was playing for second place, and they knew that. Yeah, for um, sure. He was just, he was just uncatchable. Uh, 16 under, it, he just missed on 18, which would have put him to 17 under. I mean, literally just sat on the lip. But um, I, I love watching Finau play. Same. It, I love his swing. That short so swing. It's so compact yeah. and powerful. Mm-hmm. and earlier i mean just rewinding the clock like a month or so ago remember he went out and shot like the casual 60 on like an eight thousand yard hole oh on the eight thousand yard course yes course yes course. yes Duh, eight thousand yard hole, yard hole i gotta keep drinking this coffee monday mornings whatever yeah sacks elevation but yeah, no, it was at elevation, but still, what I'm saying is to go out there, you could just start to see the things that were clicking, yeah. that Finau's game was coming together, but three wins in seven events, that makes five PGA Tour wins you know, in his career so far. I tell you what, I think he's just the type of guy that can just, he can roll this momentum, and he's got the game to, to be a FedEx Cup champ. I think he's going to win a lot this year. Like in the in the in the next wraparound, and I'm excited for him. And again, I'm going to come back to. It. I think Frank, we give guys the juice. We do, man. We do. When we're lucky enough and, and very fortunate to score like an interview from one of these guys or or something with them, they tend to go on and win. And then we make it about me, make it about ourselves. <laughs> but no, I, I joke with that because uh, we were fortunate enough to uh, quickly grab Tony for a fun interview at TPC River Highlands. And then I think he went on and, and won like a week later. Was one of the first ones he won. So he has three in the last seven starts. Yep. And yeah, I get, but I want to see him win a major, and I think he will, and I think he'll be a force in Augusta. I think I'm going to call also, it early. He's one of those guys too that I think when he wins a major, the rest of the players like show up for him. Yes, like, yes. You can just tell like he's one of those guys who's well liked, mm-hmm. well respected on yep. tour. Uh, he's he's a I think he's a great role model. He's a, he's a. A, a good family guy you see him like if you follow some of his like personal accounts you see like he brings his family with him to a lot of the events they yes, seem like a very close-knit unit so i mean i'm rooting wholeheartedly for the guy and it was just he it said was his great son, to see his son gives him a lot of crap like yeah. you know, like that what happened on that pot you know what i mean that's great i love hearing those stories it's super cool i mean do you see him potentially winning at augusta let me ask you this i 100 percent think he has the, the chops to win that let me ask you uh, again if the live guys are at Augusta, do you see him winning at Augusta? I don't think they make that big of a difference. The field gets stronger. Yeah, the field gets a little bit stronger. Brings Tony down a little bit. 
Nah, I don't know. Here's okay. the thing. It's such a hard case to argue because yeah. the field at Augusta is going to be incredibly strong no matter what. True. When Always you talk is. about Liv, you're thinking guys like, no doubt, like a guy like Cam Smith Cam, can win. DJ. DJ is a former winner there. Right. So I think if you bring the Liv guys over, it increases the field strength a little bit. I don't think that they're it's a it's a pouring in because you know you got Patrick Reed who's a winner there before too. That's true. Um, but Bryson DeChambeau, but Bryson has Augusta has never never been yeah. And for as much noise as he made calling it whatever he called it like a par sixty eight, right? And trying to figure it out every which way, he's never performed well there. So I think it's maybe adding five or six guys to an already very strong field. True. I don't think it's a it's gonna a big momentum shifter, but I think that he's got the game to win. Whether it's not whether it's there or somewhere else, he's got the power. He's got he's got the all around game. So I look to see a lot more from him. Same. Um, but speaking mm. of video game mode, sidebar for a second. I recently downloaded that two K twenty three. Welcome aboard. <laughs> and I know you've <laughs> been playing a lot of it. I want to get your take on this game because I admittedly i don't play video games like i used to sure you know pre-kids pre-marriage mm -hmm. i played a lot i can say right now it's it's almost never but i just i had to check it out everyone was talking about it and i'll say it's it's cool the, uh, like the amount that they pack into this game yeah. the career mode specifically well what did you do like you so went i did career mode and i got and frustrated because Q i couldn't school pga tour i i could i couldn't even get on the corn ferry tour <laughs> <laughs> it's I was hard, on, man. I was. I had to play the Q School Corn Ferry five times just to make it out to the Corn Ferry right. tour. I mean, you could skip all that, but I, I could see. I like doing it from the start. I like yeah, going. That's what through. I did. I'm yeah. like, let's just start wherever I start. start. And you, right. uh, one thing I didn't do is like, if you really want to stretch this thing out, like when I was younger, I used to do this. Like you, you ever play like baseball and you play the full season? Yeah. Like I used to I've do done that full like, seasons. Well, we had plenty of time. Now, like quick. you, you could play all four rounds of every event. If oh, you you're doing four to. rounds? No. Oh, what I'm saying okay. is I abbreviated it. It's one round. Always run round. Yeah. I've never gone more than one round. Because that's, that's you got to have a lot of time on your hands. You got to have a lot of time. But I go and I play the Q school. But what yep. I'm saying is what I'm very impressed with from the career mode was how it's got all the different courses. Because I remember like back in the day, like mm -hmm. I'm probably revealing our age here, but thinking about some of the video games, you were lucky if it came with like five, six courses. In the right. golf games, yes. Right, because it can only hold yes. so much and like right. the, the little disc or whatever. Right. But now right. like it's like it's cool to have like playing all the courses and playing the real courses. Like I just played a corn ferry tour event at at um at uh, TPC Sawgrass. It's super cool. And, it's and, cool. And I like to what I normally do is I'll just forget about career mode, just go in and play a course that you've just played that's been like I went and did whistling straights when we got home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just to see how identical it is. Yeah. And you're like, holy cow. It's amazing. It's incredible. The and then some of the courses, people actually take the time to build them to the point where, like, my local course, Bally Owen is ridiculous. Spot on. Yeah. You know, I think I shot a 50. I think I shot a 49 there on the video game. <laughs> 49. For, Bally Owen from the Fronties on a video game? Forget it. Well, I'm playing the career mode. The one thing I don't, <laughs> I'm not a, yeah. I don't get into is like the the equipment and like buying, like what does this ball do? And, you know, no, like you I don't, just play. I yeah, don't yeah, understand right. that because it's just like, I feel like maybe I'm leaving something yeah. on the table. And I'm like, well, this ball, like the, 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 the characteristics that they come up with, like it spins more, but it bounces less. <laughs> like, what is it, a bouncy ball? Yeah, seriously. I'm bounce. like, just, just put the main balls in the game. Like, right. where, give me my Pro V1. Right. I'll just know I'm playing right. the ball. I and want they got them available. You just got to buy them. You do have. Oh, all right. Well, so I'm then fully. That's I'm titleless TSI still. They don't have the TSR yet. Maybe they got to upgrade upgrade the, the game. But I'm fully titleless throughout the bag. 
<laughs> and I'm fully foot joy, head to toe. <laughs> you got to see my my avatar. It looks just like me. I got the beard. Dude, it's funny. That's so funny. We play this game so opposite. I just fired up and playing it. I have I just I have the default guy, whatever he looks like. His name is Pro He's Golfer. Got a sweater vest on. His probably. name is Pro Golfer. <laughs> yes, Pro Golfer. I've even bothered. I've put stuck my with name Pro Golfer in. for a while, and then my kids were like, "Dad, he changed the name." Changed the name. <laughs> right. I like, but whatever. It's. I think it's one of those things that we're gonna actually we're gonna talk uh, next week. We're gonna do a roundup of some of the Black Friday deals and some mm-hmm. of the holidays. I think it's going to be one of the the hottest things talked about on the holiday gifts. Uh, for golfers and stuff this year because it's an incredible game sure it's a great way i mean it to get like a little bit of a golf fix once in yeah. a while because you can play 18 holes on this game and like and you hold down the y button after a shot it speeds everything 15 up. 20 minutes max you can play max. but it, i what i do like is the career mode and you get to see like going through the corn ferry and you've got to be in the top 50 or win x amount of events to move on to the pga tour so it gives you that kind of like yeah but, you know it's my least favorite thing about the game when you're playing in a tournament, they're like, we're going to cut down to Bryson down on the, and I'm just hitting the button. I'm like, I don't care. You can't skip through it. You can skip through it. Yeah. They have to show you all the people that are playing in the field. Let's go to Furyk. I'm like, who cares? I just want right. to play. You just want to play. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can disable that. I don't know. I've had it where like they say the wrong thing and <laughs> yeah. it's frustrating. Yes. Be like, what was he doing there? And right. you like leave a putt short like this much. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, going back to it though, like what we were talking about before with uh, with the majors and stuff yes. like that. The other big news, obviously, was um, the Open at least coming through and saying, because uh, the, the tension that's building is for the, a lot of the live guys is whether or not they're going to be able to play in the majors. Mm-hmm. Well, the Open came out and said, um, his direct quote was, we're not banning anyone. We're not going to betray 150 years of history and not have the open and have the open not, not be, be open. open. So the the relief at least there is that anybody who's here's the kicker qualified to play in the open yeah. will be able to play in the open. Right. So at least a lot of these guys, like I'm thinking, like Cam Smith specifically. Imagine if you didn't have the defending champ there, that would be. But mm-hmm. one thing that live continues to struggle with is the official world golf rankings we even saw it's becoming such a point of contention we've seen a lot of speculation about greg norman um being nixed as a ceo right it's like the, a lot of people are putting some of the weight on him of why they haven't gotten the official world golf rankings is he not making the right deals but the reality is you're going to start to see guys who would have otherwise been in the official world golf rankings high enough to automatically qualify for the open and they may not because they've been playing on live. So eventually, a lot of these guys, it's safe to say that they may fizz. If they never get world ranking points at live, they're just going to fizzle out and not be allowed. Unless they find other ways to qualify, which you can go through qualifiers. You may start to see. For the opens, you can. Let's say like. DJs at your local like Monday qualifier at Spook Rock. Well, it would be for the Open. It would be overseas. But I'm saying for the but, U.S. Open. Because you know the USJ is going to follow. They can't not if the RNA is going to do it. The USGA is also pride themselves on being open. It's a good point. I think the only one that might go the PGA Tours route, remember, they're separate entities, but the PGA, the PGA Championship. Right. The PGA and the PGA Tour, it's confusing, but they're not the same entity. They're not, but aren't they under the same umbrella? No. Well, there's the P... No, the PGA and the PGA Tour operate separately. So, but, but there's a little bit of a more between the two of them they're a little bit more closely linked yeah that i i could see you because i wouldn't mean by that mean like they share a lot of similarities and like not necessarily exactly in leadership or whatever but i just could see those two working together but that's speculation yeah the pga tour was live in the 60s 
the the PGA tour oh, was of, live in the 60s. Because of the PGA. Well, the yeah, cuz the PGA would put on events, right? Mm. And then the PGA tour is its own entity. But what I'm saying is, let's say for the Open, if you had guys who fall out of the official world golf rankings because they're not accruing any points, but they still have the the chops to play in the Open, mm-hmm. they may have to take a couple of weeks off from whatever their regular schedule is and go through the Open qualifiers. Yeah, I think a guy like DJ is going to win his way through the Open qualifiers and win his so way too. onto the Open. <laughs> but we saw it with Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler was trying to That's get into true. the U.S. Open going, by going through qualifiers. True. Local qualifiers, right. So... They, there's ways that they can still do it if they're not outright banned, but this was a this was a big one and and um, interesting. interesting. Cam Smith was was making the news in a recent uh, podcast and and actually he was talking with I think it was um, it was it was an Australian media outlet, um, and he was talking about like why it would be such an issue if the majors don't let the players in. Yeah. And he said, um, this is a quote from Smith. He said, I think the majors really have to stand above all the politics. If they really want the best product and the best players playing against each other in the world, they have to let us play. There's no reason other than playing another tour, uh, that suggests suggest we shouldn't play. We're definitely good enough players. We should have those spots. Um, and he makes a strong point. I mean, he's, his point is that, if the if the idea behind the majors is that it's the collection of the best golfers in the world getting together to play this and that's the draw, then there's going to be a certain degree of people thinking like, well, this has lost a little luster if there's a few of the best players sitting out. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think the majors are going to give up on them. I think I think the live players will be at all the majors, I, except I, for the PGA Championship. Like I said, that might be one where my, their buddies something might weird happen. I don't know, but I think the other three, no doubt. Yeah, and I, I don't even right. know. I even I even think the PGA would probably still let them in because I don't think they want to be the one major that doesn't. Because I don't see at the end of the day, I don't see Augusta not inviting back previous winners. Right. That would change so much. I mean, that's the that's the thing. Like once you win at Augusta, like you can come back every year. Like it's just you, awkward. I think. I think that's the that's the only. There's thing no doubt that it'd be a little like bit that awkward. Champions Dinner has like four or five live guys there. Well, look at all the back and forth we saw with Phil Mickelson. And it was, was he really asked not to come or was he not? But like, yeah, it could be, I mean, it it becomes like a, you know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, you've got maybe a couple people in the family who are fighting, but they're all there. They're all there. And it's just a little uncomfortable, but you're still family. So everybody's there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But who knows if we'll see that. But I, I think that, the Masters, um, I think you're right. I think the U.S. Open will f- will will follow in suit with the Open and say, like, we're an Open as well. I mean, in a way, it's a way for them to avoid the politics of just saying, like, that's what we are. We're an Open. Yeah, so true. we we're just Open. The Masters, though, is an invitational. But they may say, look, this is the tradition of the Masters. We're going to have everybody here. And then who knows if the PGA follows suit. But um, that's what uh, Cam was saying. But the other big thing that news that came out of that interview was – he was talking about how it didn't leave a good taste in his mouth the way that some players were digging at the other tours that they had come from. And um, what he said, and he, it, part of his quote was speaking even specifically about the DP World Tour. Um, let's see what he said here. Um, he said, the, the angst comes from the guys who have come through pathways on the DP World Tour, backstabbing that tour, saying how bad it is. That's the part that irks me. I just don't think you should bag where you've come from. 
Mm. And and it's true. I mean, I can see some of these guys, and they've made the jump over to live because of the gripes. Even like like going back to what Phil Mickelson said, they have a little bit of a bone to pick or a gripe with the tour. But the truth is that if they hadn't excelled on the tours that they did excel on, they would have never gotten the invite. True enough. And ultimately, the huge paycheck to right. pay on, play on live. Right. So I I kind of agree with Cam there. It might be just saying like, yep. The tour, that tour is what it is. I've yeah, left there and I'm over here now. Yep. Rather than going in on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, it was an interesting thing to see. Like even a guy like Cam, who's a little bit nervous that he may not get the invite for some of those majors. But the, look at the Masters. Like I said, if you were not a previous winner, same problems can possibly come into effect even more so because there isn't a qualifying process for the Masters. Nope. If you, you know, I nope, mean, it's, you're right. It's at the end of the day, like if you're not winning on the PGA tour, cause you're not on the PGA tour. So, you know, and you're not, you're falling out of the official world golf rankings and you're not a previous winner. Some of these guys, they may not have uh, that, that coveted invitation. Right. So like Cam Smith is, is a great example. And yeah, if, he's in five years, won. if he never gets a single official world golf ranking point again, and he fizzles to the 180 in the world. Right. We won't see him at the Masters. So we'll see him playing. You know, his exemption at the Open is until he's age 60. Yeah, so he's good there. Right? So he'll be. we'll see him playing there, but we may not see him playing at Augusta. Does the Masters results give you any form of uh, exemption? I don't think Unless so. you win. You have to win to get exemption into it again? You win, you're locked in for life. Well, but, like, if of, you get second, like, they don't care? I don't think so. Okay. I've never heard that. No, but I what mean, what it, you do have possibly is maybe a lot of crossover between the majors, like we were just saying there. So, like if you win the Open, you do Let's have see. an exemption to the Masters. So that is another way that a guy like Cam Smith, actually Cam Smith. Now that I'm thinking of this, he is exempt. He's he's got his invitation for the Masters because he won at the players because he won the Open because he won the Open. Right. If correct, you win correct. the Open, That's you also get five years at the Masters. Right. So some of these guys, if they're not getting official World Golf rankings, what they might look to is, is trying to win so another Cam's major. good for five years. He also gained five-year exemption to the Masters, the PGA Championship, and the U.S. Open. And they also earned memberships to both the DP World Tour and PGA Tour for five years, but they kicked them off. So but they're they suspended, suspended from, there. from them. So, right. yes. Exactly. So, geez, if you won the Open, like you're set for five years. Just Sorry, I just broke the TV behind me. Uh, you're set. You're set. Well, you're set for exemptions for sure. That's why it's uh, often exemptions. Like, so you have five years so on career all tours. changing for certain guys. Jeez, exactly. <sighs> but the other big thing we got to talk about here: Sergio Garcia, and, and, and speaking a little bit about live and stuff like that. He may have intentionally, accidentally, unintentionally. It was unintentional. Okay, uh, it's definitely unintentionally revealed who we're going to see as the next big live signing, and and just to kind of. But are we sure? He was just. Are we saying he was just in a photo that he put out? And everyone's speculating. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So Sergio Garcia, uh-huh. and and this is where he may have mistakenly given away who the next big signing is for Live. So first, let's. How do we get here? Well, Greg Norman recently had talked about wanting to sign. I think he was like seven, seven more players seven more before players. the end of the year. So what happened was the speculation started flying like crazy again, and we saw a couple of names keep popping up. Two of the big ones were. Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shawfley. Okay. Yep. Out of those two, the one who's weighed in now again 
was was Shawfly saying no it's rumors it's not happening mm-hmm. i'm not leaving i think that that's a dead horse that's been beat a little bit too much that one's not gonna you're not gonna keep seeing that right the other two were thomas peters uh other three i should say thomas peters mito Pereira, and patrick cantlay mm-hmm. patrick cantlay he hasn't come out as strongly right. and said anything as as uh Xander has, but I still feel like if we're ranking these on the order of chance, he's a little bit probably lower. But here's where the the kind of the slip up happened. So Sergio Garcia had he a uh, an event, a charity event, uh, for kids ATX, and as part of that, they posted this picture, this now notorious picture. Yeah, and in the picture was a lineup of his live cohorts, right? So you had the four aces, all the guys in four aces, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Taylor Gooch, they were there. Also, Kepka, Schwartzel, Henrik Stenson, they're all there. But one person who's not currently on live who was there, which raised some eyebrows, was Mito Pereira. Mm, right? Ding, ding, ding. So now <laughs> the idea is like, okay, the speculation has already been there. Now he's pictured with a whole bunch of live guys. What was he doing there? You know, is is this kind of like a buddy-buddy thing that's happening as they're getting closer? Because we've also heard things with Liv with guys like possibly picking their teammates yes. and maybe they start to schmooze each other, and it, all those types of things. And before you go on, if you guys are wondering, if you're in a car listening, you're wondering who Mito is, remember back at Southern Hills PGA Championship, he carried the lead into the last hole. He put his drive into the water and JT was able to sneak up and win it and steal it from him. And that's how he got his notoriety. So Exactly. He hung yep. on in a major. He's got the chops. Yep. Um, Chilean, yep, Chilean golfer, but it makes me think of something interesting. And I, this is my own personal speculation here. But I just wonder if if this does come to fruition, and it, it very much looks like it based on the rumors we've had now putting it together with this picture. But if it does come to fruition that Mito Pereira is the next signing, a Chilean golfer, is Liv starting to maybe even change a little bit of their focus? to more of an international audience mm-hmm. because they've continually come up against stone walls here in the States when it comes to broadcast right. broadcast is going to be the one of the, there's two big things that are going to end up being whether lives lives or dies. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's broadcast rights and official world golf rankings because official world golf rankings is what all the players want so that they can get into all the events that they want to get into and, and maintain their status in, in the rankings to, playing majors and all those types of things broadcast rights are what all the investors want right because at the end of the day this thing can only survive just so long on youtube and on a website it's not generating the revenue they wants to Mm -hmm. now we did a whole talk about this recently saying how we've seen so much turned down and and where is this thing being shown and a lot of you chimed in in the comments which thank you for for telling us because a lot of your international audience are watching mm-hmm. this and something that we don't we don't here in the states see this see live much other than on YouTube right but supposedly there's a lot more overseas streaming services that are carrying live and there's a lot more ways to watch it on streaming even though they don't have official broadcast yet so it makes mm-hmm. me wonder is live going to start to do a little bit of a pivot go for the guys with the international draw and try to build this thing from a viewership standpoint overseas or more where I don't know because I don't I don't live over there. I don't know the vibe. I don't know what we see here in the States is like this this a a lot of like hardcore discussion of like the Saudis and and it it becomes very political. Sure. Yep. I don't know if there's the same political 
view like view on this thing and outside of i mean i doubt it right i don't know you know i don't know what other countries a lot of the emotion what their affiliation is with saudi arabia how much true enough that we don't know that but i it makes me wonder does live now take this money that maybe they're not getting xander to pick up because i think it was they threw another big number at him does somebody like hideki matsuyama's number keep going up now Mm mm-hmm because now, does do they saying like, look, there's a huge viewership audience in Japan. Yeah. Maybe if we can get a broadcast, I have a deal prediction. There. He's going to be the biggest paid live guy to sign in the history of live. From a business, standpoint, business standpoint, it very well could be. The you pick up now. We know like the, those rumors have come, come and gone, and it, it's you get Hideki, so you far get Japan. we haven't seen you the, get the entire country of Japan. Right, but do, do, uh, what kind of talks are going on behind the scenes? Are there talks with broadcasters in Japan saying That's look, what, if we get Hideki, are mm. we do we get a broadcast there? And the, then now the numbers are tied together. It's not just getting Hideki; it's getting a broadcast deal. Correct. What's that worth to you? Exactly. That's what I. Think thought was happening uh the last time that hideki was being talked with live um they were saying that the pga tours deal broadcast deal with japan was reliant on hideki staying so see that's no doubt that that's gonna be this is gonna be on both sides of that coin they're gonna be fighting the other way and the pga tours and say well if you get because pga tour since the start has been throwing their weight around to try to stop this thing. right so they may be going to their broadcaster and saying if you're broadcasting this and whatever but what i'm saying is with the pga tour you know, still having, I'd say the bulk of its viewership and everything like that being domestic here in the United States does live start to say like, listen, that's where the battle's hardest fought. So mm-hmm. let's start fighting the battles elsewhere. Let's start looking for some, um, maybe some more international signings that might lead to more international audience that might need to more international broadcast. And we Makes could sense, build yeah. this thing, right? You know, I don't know, but, I think if this does come true, it could be an indication that a guy like Mito Pereira might be like, let's start to make live a little bit more of an international focus. Um, because right now, like I said, they're just they're just hitting too many brick walls here in the States. I think so. And, and I think that could be the way they, they, they trend. I mean, look at their exposure worldwide. So many different countries just from that, the 48 current live roster now. Right. Well, the other big name that's been thrown around a lot is Victor Hovland. There you go. Another so now, like, imagine you pick up Hovland, and now, like, you know, that European component continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Sergio Garcia and and Spain and stuff like that. So it remains to be seen. But regardless, whether whether it was intentional or not, I'm sure it was not intentional. Uh, it was just posting a photo of all the players that were there at the charity event. But the first thing the internet picked up on on this on this picture, which normally would just kind of go by as just yet another social media post about a, a charity event, right? Um, it got picked up. All the yeah. news outlets are running with it and saying, like, wait a minute. All those guys make sense being there except Mito Pereira. Like, is this telling us something? And it remains to be seen. So stay tuned, and we'll find out if, if that's the big one. Interesting. I, I it, makes, it makes the most sense. It's probably almost like 99.9%. Yeah. And then we'll see what they sign after that. Anyway, okay. let's do this. Let's do a quick uh, break, quick word from our sponsors. And then I want to dive into talking a little bit about Tiger and Charlie because we're going to see a lot of Tiger these next couple of uh, weeks. So yeah, young goat's bulking up, dude. Yeah, he we're is. we talk about it. He's looking good. <laughs> so let's do a quick break from our sponsors and then we'll get back into it. All right, we all know Titleist is the number one ball in golf, but do you know how they earn this title? Well, it's simple. The Pro V1 and the Pro V1X are the most played golf balls in the game. And you know what? 
It's not even close. In fact, most weeks, more than 70% of the field tee up a Pro V1 or a Pro V1X. And the numbers are even more impressive at the amateur level, whether the number one choice at the NCAA is the U.S. amateur, the U.S. women's amateur, the U.S. junior, and so on and so forth. Guys, make Titleist your number one. Tee up a Pro V1 or Pro V1X on your next round and always bring your best. All right, it's official. The cold is is finally really yep. starting to show yep. its ugly head here, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean we're going to stop playing golf. We're going to play like we always do until there's snow on the ground. I know a lot of you want to too, especially if you live in regions like I do where, where it's just like the season just seems too yeah. short. Yeah. Well, don't worry. FootJoy has got you covered. This new Thermo series is truly worth its weight in gold because it really helps extend the season. It's their most advanced apparel layering system ever, and it features layering items that are designed specifically for you to help play help you play golf in all weather conditions the collection has base layers mid layers outer layers and even pants and it's made with materials that move with you without restriction so we could all be warm out there if we were like george costanza and his vortex remember that yep yep but like if you can't move you can't play golf so like the, the real fine art of the thermo series is creating that warmth but making it lightweight not bulky able to kind of move and the way the system works together is what I love the most because the layering allows you as the day changes and we all know especially this time of year cold in the morning cold at the end of the day but the middle can be a little bit nice being able to kind of you know layer up with those mid layers base layers and be able to take them on and off very easily and comfortably as you play you just get to play more golf so the thermo series go check it out check out the entire lineup and by the way we were talking about how great it makes you feel we're not even talking about how great it looks some of my favorite designs uh materials colors in the lineup that i've seen in a long time so check out footjoy.com check out the entire thermo series lineup have those pieces ready and then you're going to be playing further into the fall and even into the winter dare i say winter and uh, much earlier this spring with the Thermo Series. We'll be bringing a drill soon to drill tees into the ground. Yeah, whatever it takes whatever to play. It takes, man. Man, as long as there's no <laughs> snow on the ground. FootJoy's got you covered. Go to FootJoy.com to find out more. Hey, before we talk Tiger and Charlie, the whole thing about George Costanza just reminded me. This whole thing with Liv and these other you know, um, uh, broadcast deals outside. I'm thinking of the Seinfeld episode when they couldn't get the deal done, so they brought it to Japan. Yeah. And they do it to the NBC. He's like, NBC? And he's like, yeah, the Nagasaki, Nagasaki Broadcast Corporation. Quiz question for you, though. Do you remember the name of the show that Jerry was a hit? The ha- Good Time Happy Hour? Close. The super terrific happy hour. Super terrific <laughs> happy hour. I to see if you do that. I remember him getting the royalty checks in the mail. They were like two pennies. Two pennies. And he and brought the bag of oranges to the meeting. He's like, why are you bringing orange? Right. <laughs> and he's like hurting his hand signing yes, them. Yes. Yeah, carpal tunnel. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, good times. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, so anyway... <laughs> Talking about Tiger. So what events has he committed to recently? So the Hero, which is his event that which, he hosts in the Bahamas. And he's been there before, but we're talking about committing to playing. Now he's playing it. I don't think he played last year, but he's always there. Yep. It's, it's played based on how he feels. So he's playing this year. So the Hero, we've got the PNC, the right? The PNC. Which is going to be the father-son again. Father-son, which I know it's probably his most excited. and, and as Which well now as, I think the, so many people are looking forward to. Didn't the viewership of last year's PNC when it was John Daly and John Daly Jr., who are their own big draw, yep. and and Tiger yep. and Charlie, I think the viewership rivaled some of the biggest PGA Tour it events. It did. And it's going to be, again, it's going to be electric because you have those forward people again. Yes. Uh-huh. It, it's so funny. It's like a for a non-really official event, for the amount of attention that it draws. It's great. It just shows We you. get Tiger at the end of the year. It's the, these you know? names that just draw the name. And then the match. When is the match? Uh, Rory, JT, and 
Tiger and Rory versus JT and Spieth. As we get closer, we'll probably do more of a feature on that. But uh, And it's going to be under the lights. That's what I'm it's excited under the for. It's going to be under the lights. They're going to have the whole course done up like a football field. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be dope. I want to see more golf under the lights. I, I Something about yeah. just watching that ball flight with yep. the light. But also, yep. I, I love it because that's a crew of guys who are all very tight, but chirp each other constantly. Mm-hmm. And I love that they're mic'd up. Yep. And I think you're going to get some gems. You're going to get a lot of gems because those guys love to like rib on each other. There's going to be a lot of trash talk, especially like JT and Tiger. And Tiger is the ultimate subtle trash talker. Yeah. I still remember that time he walked up to JT's ball on the fairway, looked at it. Yeah. And he says, that one's yours. And he kept walking to his. I love it. And we're going to see a lot of that. This is actually an, and and when, when a post goes out on social media, you can usually get a gauge from the comments. And a lot of the comments are positive saying things like, this is finally a match I'm looking forward to. Enough of the NFL quarterback stuff. Enough of this. This is it. And you know what? They might've got it right here. These are four biggest names in the game. Right. It, 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 it goes back to the days of like wide world of golf. You know what I mean? When you would yes. you take these like exhibition matches, like it would be Hogan against where like you would take like the best guys yeah. and just put them head to head and let's just go play. And but, I, I mean, t- I, I doubt this is as, as serious as that, but these guys are, I don't know. This these guys wanna, are all like contenders. They it, don't exactly. Lose. Exactly. And that's why I was just about to say, I wouldn't even know how to bet on this. Yeah, because I don't know who would win. Everyone would be probably like, "Oh, Tiger's old, and it's What's Rory's going to carry." Him. Do you know the structure this year? Is it is it hmm. uh, a best good question? Ball? It's definitely not a scramble, but is it a best ball like low low score on the whole counts? It's got to be that way because I think that's how they were in the past. Probably. Could you imagine a two ball like scramble though, like best ball scramble? Because just one round, right? So they, yep. they're not going to be like one day's all shot, one day's the, yeah. Right. They'll just play the best score of the guy on the on the on the team. That's a it. true scramble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a true uh, true best ball. Best ball. That's what I meant. Yeah. So I mean, that's going to be exciting to watch, and it's going to be exciting to watch the dynamic of of Tiger and Charlie. Um, but the other thing that's just been so incredible to watch has been the what I would call rapid progression of Charlie Woods. Everything physical. Golf I mean, game he's right at that age now when you're going to start to like. He's developing. He's thirteen. Quickly. Like right. He's, thirteen. He's on, you said. Yeah he's, yeah, he's getting taller. He's putting on some muscle, but what you can see in his swing is his development as a golfer. Like whereas we watched him at a even last year, he seemed like a kid out there. Yep, and it would just be like whoa, like it was almost like what could this kid can do, right? And you saw the the raw talent. Mm-hmm. Now I think what you're seeing is his de- true development as a golfer. You're starting to see like the influence of his swing coach, mm-hmm. the influence that Tiger clearly has over him on his mental game and stuff. Now, we're not writing this kid his ticket ahead of time to the PGA Tour and stuff. Because at the end of the day, as great as his swing looks, you know, he played in that recent event, Nota Begay's event, and it's not like he didn't he win blew it. out the field. Yeah, he finished eleventh. I mean, the kid who won was like fifteen under. Fifteen under to Charlie's one under. Yeah. So it's not, but what I'm saying is we're seeing like he's human. He's not, if anybody thinks he's going to be like this immediate, like. He's at a disadvantage. He In, a, in some ways. I feel. In some ways, correct. In some ways. He's got a team that any kid at that age could dream of. Right. But he's got a spotlight none of those kids have. Yeah. So I mean, just even uh, the access to tiger i mean if you just like, think why about is he it so jack the fact the t- that anytime you can be like hey dad what am i doing wrong right here? And he's just so like, huge advantage there but he's got to live in that hot that spotlight forever 
And he's still got to compete. Hey, gotta, that was one of the hard things for Tiger. Tiger had to grow up in the spotlight and live that way and live with that pressure. But it, what it made him was very mentally strong. He could tune those galleries, those crowds yeah. out. He grew up that way. As, yeah. As, I mean, as long as Char- Charlie knows, like if, if someone's coaching that kid at a young age, like don't try to be as good as your dad. Don't try to be that guy. Don't try to be Tiger Woods. Or or try to be better than him. Or try to be better. Think than about him. this. Like that's a huge motivation for Tiger. Was I guess it's he, any he way you look himself at it. against Jack Nicholas and the other greats and said, "I want to be better." You know, Tiger. That was competitive nature. That true. That. But regardless, I mean, we're watching this kid swing. It's just so technically sound. I've been seeing like a lot of and and even for his age, he's so young, and and a lot of like golf coaches and stuff on online and on Instagram breaking this thing down and just showing all the things he does well. Mm-hmm. I think now it's just the the right thing, which what Tiger's doing is getting him into some competition. Getting some feel for that competitive golf is is at the end of the day it's its own separate animal. It is, yeah. And um, learning to put him in certain spots and how he's going to develop as a golfer. But I think you're going to see a very rapid rise. I don't think it's going to be like phenom status, like where you have like some of these 14, 15 year olds who've never heard of before come out of nowhere and they're. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I don't think Tiger even wants that. I don't think Tiger. I think Tiger would rather see him not burn incredibly hot in the beginning and have to keep up that pace. Mm-hmm. I could see Tiger being like, "Let's go through and, and get you developed and get you, um, you know, your starts in your different events that are gonna whatever and then get him rolling." Do you think he goes to college? I, I, I think why <laughs> no, right? wouldn't he? Wow, why wouldn't he? If he's just so dominant, he's thirteen, right? So imagine you go to college when you're eighteen. So he's got five years to become this phenom. And he's already on the tour. Let's say at that point, I'm just well. Look, speculating I mean, if he is. I see the way t- how important Tiger's uh, career was in, in college at Stanford. But Tiger did, had to go to college. He, Tiger Woods was nobody before he became Tiger Woods. Charlie Woods is the son of. But Tiger, Tiger Woods. was a phenom before that too. Time, Tiger was an was amateur phenom. Mm, it's true. You That's know, true. I'm not gonna take that away. Right. No. Tiger was an amateur, and and I think that I think that the focus of the Woods family will be to do what it takes to get him as long as he wants it because at the end of the day this kid doesn't have to play golf he doesn't work a day in his life correct the kid's a, he's inherited billions right right but if that's what he wants i think tiger helps him get on the right path i think what you'll have is a possibly a really good junior career and then where he tries to win maybe a, a, a junior amateur or something mm-hmm. like that and then i think after that you'll have tiger and he looking at what college coaches might be the best fit for him to continue to develop him as a player. Yeah. Because they also, they learn a lot at that college level. That's true. They do. Coach. They do. College is also different now than it was when Tiger went to college. Charlie's going to go to college like a celebrity if he does decide to go to college. So that might be an aspect why he wouldn't go to college because if he went to college, he could potentially go to college and have this big name and get distracted. I could see that happening. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Tiger will help guide him away from distraction because Tiger had a lot of his own distractions. But I think if they see it as a stepping stone for him to to develop, yeah. Well, Tiger, I mean, he's not going to want his, him to make those same mistakes either. Look Is at it, Tiger. Tiger made a lot of mistakes with when the fame came on hot and heavy. And right. then he, I think what was keeping him kind of in order was his father, and then losing his father. And yeah, just, after that, he kind of went off the rails. Right? And now he's matured, at least seemingly. It seems like he's matured, and, and he, I think he wants to take on that role for his son. But I, I could see him playing college 
Um, Stanford only. I, I could see Tiger saying, if you don't go to Stanford, just don't even bother. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I could see him wanting to do the alum thing, but I could also see, and like I said, if he if he sees a coach out there that mm-hmm. might be the right fit, yeah. the right thing for him to, to continue that pursuit, I think Tiger's the type of guy who understands the long game of golf rather yeah. than, I, I don't think that there's no money incentive or other incentive for um, Charlie to come out the gate and try to just burn it out on the PGA tour early. That's true. You know, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one to say. It's a tough one to say, but he, who knows? But, Maybe he has his own records in mind. I want to be the youngest to this. I want to be the youngest. to that's that. That's true. And you know, what's interesting about that note of big tournament. We weren't able to watch it. We just saw social media clips. So I think, um, with the PNC, we're able to physically watch it and watch his short game. Yes. We'll get a little more into it when we see a, a, a one year more mature than last year, Charlie. And I think it's going to be night and day from last year. I just by his so. size, by some of the swings I'm seeing. So I think we're, we're in for a treat. I'll be very interested to see how his mental game is developing. That's another thing. at the end of the day, mm. you and I all know. I mean, it's tough at that age to, to be mentally as mature as you need to be. Mm-hmm. It's very easy at that age to get super frustrated, to, you know what I mean, to have yeah. things rattle you. So I'll be interested to see not only like what everyone wants to share and see on social media, which is the great shots. I want to see how the bad shots affect him, how he bounces back, how he's developing as a competitive golfer. Yeah. I think that's what's going to tell us a whole lot. Yeah. I, that and I keep coming down to the, the the fame and the shadow he's under. I mean, because the kid who won, who went 15 under, he probably only had his parents following him that day. Whereas Charlie Woods had a whole crew. Oh my god! You know it's some different. of the some of the clips that came out from that weekend were cracking me up a little bit. Yeah, there, there was one clip specifically where somebody was just panning down the fairway, and it, there was like four groups of kids, and then like eighty yards down the fairway was Tiger and Charlie. Yeah, like yeah. just insane. But then there was also one kid that didn't even have a caddy with him, kid that was pushing his bag around alone, just getting after it. Yeah, and then there's Charlie with the greatest golfer you know as <laughs> right. his it's caddy. Cool. like it's so and, funny and that little iconic now iconic photo just popped where they were in like dusk the two of them yes they're sunrise. super early sunrise. sunrise sorry sunrise but that's the thing like if you look at it just on the surface and everybody is fawning over his swing and how he out drove the other kids it would look like he was completely dominant mm. but then if you check the leaderboard he finished the middle of the pack uh somebody beat him by 10 strokes which also tells you, I don't think it's a knock against Charlie. I think what it is is just like how strong junior golf has become. Yeah. There are kids out there, as you said, there's a, probably a kid who's somewhere in that, in the leader and somewhere in the head of that pack who doesn't have all those same mm-hmm. resources. Yep. Who doesn't, but, but, and is hungry. Yeah. And, and who knows? Like what I'm saying. So it's, I don't think what we're going to see, and I don't think we've seen yet. As much promise as we've seen in the kid, I don't think we've seen an extreme like, oh, what he's going to light the world on fire immediately. There's a lot of strength of young golfers getting into the game. And the funny thing is, his his own dad is what might have created a lot of that. Right. His father is the one who made so many young kids get into the he game. He made it harder for his son. Right. He made it harder for his own son. Um, but that's funny I joke but I when mean for real there's a lot of strong strong junior golfers so remains to be seen but we've got golf you know it's 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 coming into December but we still got some fun golf ahead of us we're gonna get to see those events so we'll have to see how that all unwinds and then we'll start to wind it up for the the January in Hawaii and with the PGA Tour being officially back and seeing how guys like Tony Finau who's traditionally has fared pretty well in Hawaii 
He loves Hawaii. How I he'll play. I want to announce it here first that the Golficity team will be going to the Century. <laughs> it would be nice, right? Yeah, it would be nice. Uh, um, just trying to slip that in there. Yeah, see right. if they I say I think yes. you're just trying to manifest, manifest that into reality. Right, exactly. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see everybody again next week. <laughs>